Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. state. We are assembled here on the brink of a new age. The sun stands at noon and must eventually decline to give us rest. But for one state there can be no deserved rest without the promise of a challenge in the coming dawn. The promise and challenge of a new firmament of achievement into which we may ascend together by dint of our collective efforts. Comrades, citizens, the future is ours. My comrades, my children, the day is near when we shall reach beyond the Earth itself into the clear blue depths of outer space. It waits for us, that vast calm ocean on whose other side the stars themselves are waiting too to greet our first audacious voyages as we bring the light of reason to that far-off dark. Expect us hourly, you benighted denizens of outer space, you primitive expectant hordes who, even if you do not know it, long for our arrival. And should you doubt our coming, be certain that reason will prevail in your world as in this we come to teach, to build, to shape, and to ensure the last supremacy of reason and order. Soon, our spacecraft, the Integral, five years in the building, will take flight. My brothers, what is noble? Reason! My sisters, where does justice lie? In reason! What then? Must reason serve? Itself, reason, itself, reason. Let this then be understood. And now, my comrades, citizens, my friends, go quickly to your labors. Time is short. We are one state. We are one state. And I read in the paper that the benefactor is calling on all citizens to contribute to the celebration of the launch of the Integral. So I believe. Well... Then it behoves the citizens of one state to treat the request with the utmost seriousness. The launch of the Integral will be the crowning achievement of the last 200 years. Here is an opportunity for celebration if ever there was one. Absolutely. Annus mirabilis, etc. And so? The first cargo transported on the Integral will be the writings of the citizens of one state including those of the benefactor himself. How very apt. How lucky the far-flung recipients will be. <laughs> Indeed. Your work, of course, will be included too. I dare to hope so. Never doubt it. And, well, I don't know. I, uh, I wondered if... I thought... Spit it out, man. I thought that I would respond. I see. You would respond. And what form would your response take? I thought that since I am to be aboard the Integral on its maiden flight, that I myself would write something. Oh, did you now? Well, well. 
What's brought this on? Don't laugh. I I'm not laughing, my friend, I assure you. Then don't smirk. I'm afraid that is my face, which I'm powerless to affect. Reason has yet to reach my face. It's easy for you, R13. Since we were boys, you've been a poet. Words are your vocation. And astronautical engineering has been yours. So why turn to writing? There are a million engineers. You are the poet of the engineers, the chief, the one to whose responsibilities all engineers aspire. You will ride the integral. You will see the stars I must imagine. You will bring the benefits of a rational state to their benighted aboriginals. I, alas, shall never break the bonds of earth. I must labor humbly here at home and wait for your reports. I have no wings, alas. To be a poet, though. It has its moments, I The admit. odes you write for public execution. Yes. The task is such an honor. And a burden, my old friend. A burden born with pride. You wear your burden lightly. Yes, I do. A point of honor, that. And look like Pushkin. <laughs> poet of the poets. Yes, I do. It's terrible. Which, admitted now, is pleasing to the ladies. <laughs> oh, what will you write, then, comrade engineer? I will write an epic, comrade poet. What will be your theme? A song of rivets, of <laughs> expansion coefficients, mm. of fuel weight ratios, and gravity's death grip? Laugh, then, my friend, but I shall attempt an epic of the ordinary life. To let the future know of us in our own words. A worthy subject, undeniably, both natural and obvious. Are you, though, forgive me, the... It's equal. Ah. Hmm? We shall find out. But if I am faithful to one state, to the actually existing reality of one state, then logically what I shall write must be an epic, no? Will you create a monument more lasting than bronze? You are, I think, alluding to a literary work unknown to me. More than the railway timetable. My favourite childhood reading. Mine too. Bravo. Now, that's the spirit. <laughs> it is not necessary to imagine, merely to record. This world, our world, the world of one state, is a de facto epic, hugely populous, built to endure heroic in the smallest detail. And the earth, the metro runs, and the ether, the arrows swoop and hover, all is calm beneath the scrutiny of the guardians. As one shift leaves the factories, another comes, a hundred thousand at a time, on foot, by air, by metro, by escalator, singing to their work, vast waves of affirmation breaking and reforming perfectly over the means of production. Happy the man and the woman, too, who lives inside this golden age. I could begin my epic anywhere. Here, this evening, for example, sitting at the window of my apartment, a thousand metres above the street where the glass of the tower seems inseparable from the blue of the sky. When I look out, the late sun slides across the windows of the residential tower opposite, and as the sun departs, ten thousand blinds are lowered, marking sexual appointments, the personal hour, as laid down in the table of hours. These are, of course, private, as anyone can see, I have a booking of my own, a regular request from Comrade O, the data entry clerk, which I, of course, accept. I am a character of the epic, too. What are you thinking? What? I'm thinking of reason, little Comrade O. Of reason. Reasons for what? Reason, singular. What about it? What about it? 
everything about it. There it is, the principle of reason, in the mind's clear eye, like an icy blue depth without limit. The blue depth of reason, like that of space, is all-encompassing. This is what is meant by beauty, the marriage of reason and fact. I see. I suppose that's interesting, if that's what you're interested in. Comrade, oh, why do you ask? No reason, Comrade D. Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes think you are impossible, but then, of course, I know you can be solved, laid bare like an equation. <laughs> Even here, in the moment of sexual encounter and release, reason is present. If you say so, Comrade D. History says so. We say so. Not I. Yes, but you do think of me sometimes. Of course, self-evidently, Comrade O. Not only now, when we do this. Now is the only time allotted for sexual reflections in the table of the hours. Yes, isn't it? You need to sign my card. Of course. It's you I ask for every time when I make my request for this appointment. I wonder who you ask for. Does it matter? So, should I continue to ask for you? Or should I send my pink card somewhere else? I am at your disposal, Comrade O. Of course you are. The hour is up. Oh, I'm nearly finished. There. I'll show you out. I'm due another 15 minutes exercise. Of course. Well, thank you, Comrade D. Always a pleasure, Comrade O. Till next time, then. We are one state. We are one state. We walk together at the times of exercise, at noon and when our labours end. We walk in our millions, in our sky-blue uniforms. Our merest stroll is a parade. We link arms. We become a single entity. We are a world brought wholly into the light, the steady, impersonal light the ancients would attribute to the god Apollo, but which now the benefactor casts upon us in his final wisdom. At noon and evening, we are there amid the glassy grandeur of the city squares, affirming what we are. One state. The marriage of the number and the mind. Here, any comrade, known or unknown, is my friend. We are the state, the one, embodied in the benefactor's perfect prime. In a world without strangers, I need look at no one. All are known to me implicitly. Except when I looked up, I caught somebody's eye. It could have been anyone's, but this eye was a stranger's. A female person's, staring at me with an expression that seemed... And this, of course, cannot be true. Too... complicated to bear analysis. D-503, I think I'm right in saying. You have only to read the number on my uniform. Comrade I-330. Forgive me. A figure of speech. I beg your pardon? Should you wish to contact me, dispatch a form by normal channels. Come to Auditorium 112 tomorrow. Excuse me, I cannot respond to a request delivered in this manner, as you of course know, but if I should receive the order... Oh, me. you'll get the order, comrade. Never doubt it. The form with which I'm claiming you is on its way already. The inexorable process is in motion. Till we meet them. We are one state. We are one state. I shall have to redraft these pages when I finish. 
Remove the rough working. We must always show the working, though. But how could I set such an incident, an episode, this intrusion of irrationality before the benefactor? How could I not? For nothing is omitted. All is known, is to be known, subjected to the scrutiny of reason. And, ergo, what may not be known cannot exist. Must not exist. I'm tired. Let me sleep. Her face was like an X, a problem to be solved. Compared to the blazing daylight of one state, mm. is sleep a rational place? Mm. Will you be safe inside its darkness? Mm. Or must you meet me there, on that bare ground? Mm. What's the most frightening word you can think of? The most mm. frightening word is if. Mm. If you were naked on the bare bed, you must have nothing tied. Mm. But what if you have something to hide, something unseen mm. and unspoken you can't make sense of? Mm. Something that stretches you out mm. there on the bed. Mm. Something like a mm. succubus, almost. Mm. Look it up, Comrade D, in the dictionary. Mm. Look for me, your... Succubus, your impossible visitor among the dry pages in the moment you awake. Are you afraid? And if so, do you like this fear? Well? Oh, 0745. Work begins at 0830. Good morning, comrades. We are one state. Of course we have history. History is the scale against which we measure our achievement, our ascent into the light of reason. History serves the end of reason. How could it be otherwise? Two hundred years ago, two millennia, anyway a long time, pestilence and famine, slaughter from the wreck the city climbed, embodiment of light and order, walled in by glass, beyond which lies, who knows, the dead. We don't inquire. Good morning, Comrade D. Good morning, Comrade U. A moment, Comrade. Sorry? Yes, Comrade Concierge U. A message for you. From Comrade O. May I collect it later? The message, Comrade D, is not from Comrade O. I see. Thank you, comrade concierge. Do you not wish to know the identity of the sender? I beg your pardon? The identity of the sender? Please. A comrade. Comrade I-330. Thank you. Not comrade O. As you say, not comrade O. That makes a change, this comrade I. May I have the message? Of course. The message is for you. It has been read by guardians on your behalf. But it's not pink. It's blue. Sorry, comrade? It, it isn't pink. It's blue. Were you expecting pink? Your comrade O sends pink. Sorry, I beg your pardon. I... Normally, your comrade O sends pink, but this ticket is blue. 
It's culture, then, this comrade I-330 wants you for, and not the other thing. Yes. Ah, well. Good morning, comrade. You don't want to be late. We've had the old ignition taken out, stripped and cleaned, not once but twice. It makes no sense. Comrade Second Engineer, everything makes sense. Go over the figures. I have. Go over the figures again. The problem has a rational solution. Figures enable us to find it. As Second Engineer on the Integral, I am aware of this. It is my job to insist. Someone down there in the day shift on the test bed is not paying attention. If it is not the firing pattern, then there is something wrong with the fuel mixture. The ship is too big. That's the problem. Just too big. The ship is the required size. It is the integral. Nonetheless. Nonetheless. Yes, comrade. You are tired, second engineer. It is lunchtime. Come back to this with a clear mind and renewed determination after food and exercise. Refreshment will enlighten you, and then you can enlighten our comrades down there on the test bed. I'll come down with you to the square. I shall not be walking this lunchtime. Oh? I have an appointment. Oh, I see. That kind of exercise, very refreshing, makes a change. In fact, comrade, I am to attend a concert. Oh, are you? Never mind, eh? What's bedeviled our predecessors was a preoccupation with the notion of individual creativity, what was at one time called genius. Nowadays, as we know, art is a form of service, an act of praise for and from one state. The individual is nothing. We are what matter. Any music we need can be programmed and produced in the relevant factories and disseminated to the population by several media almost instantly. Our predecessors, though, their case was not so fortunate. So what did they make with their individuality, their genius? I-330, please approach the stage now. I-330 will play this instrument, once known as a grand piano, to demonstrate the chaos of creative thinking in former times. I-330, in her velvet ball gown, her hair pinned up, her disbelieving gaze that picks me out, begins. Comrade I-330, what will you play us today? From the work of Debussy. I heard this music and knew it to be irrational. A venting of feelings which, properly speaking, do not exist, cannot exist, since there is no language in which to describe them. And all the while, I-330 held me with her gaze and her dark, unreasonable smile. And then, as I watch her, I know someone has started watching me. His name is S-4711. He walks with a stoop and is suddenly in discreet attendance. When I look up, his gaze is always discreetly headed elsewhere. For example, to I-330's powdered cleavage and the single diamond drop she wore there as part of her authentic ancient costume. I look at her. S looks at her. She looks at me. He looks at me, but I have looked away. Is he a rival? Or a spy? What is my crime? I have committed no crime, not yet. I have two days in which to report I-330 for yesterday's irregular approach. And what did I do when the recital ended and the lecturer summed up and dismissed us? I laughed, since everybody laughed, and went home for my personal hour with O, where I thought... No matter. 
This is only a draft I'm writing. It is not yet real. Engineer, what will you do after I go? I'm sorry? Oh, I will do some paperwork. Here, figures and so on. What is this? A sort of something I'm writing. A diary? May I read it? When it's finished, perhaps, but not now. You understand. My life's always being postponed. I don't follow. You say later, afterwards, then, next. You say it to me, you say it to yourself. Does it never trouble you? Or frighten you? We are inhabitants of time. But this is talk of a rather philosophical cast, isn't it? I don't know about that. I want to live my life. We are one state, remember. Soon I shall be finished. Soon it will be too late. Not necessarily. You'll find someone who will accommodate you. I'm sure of that. You fool. I don't want someone. I mean too late for us. We talked about this. Although to do so is pointless because what you wish for is not possible, never mind rational. Surely you must understand this. Why must you regard this as a, a personal matter? How can it be? I do not wish to rush you, but our time today is up. Yes, so you say. Well, write your little book and you'll have your posterity that way. Just tell me if there's someone else. How could there be someone else? All citizens are free to choose their partners during the personal hours. All requests must be honoured. There is nobody else because there is no one in particular. You know all this. You sound like a machine. And this worries you. You are a monster. Well, make your mind up. How can I be both? How the hell should I know? Beyond the scope of reason, nothing can exist. How I wish someone could find a way of telling this to O. The supremacy of reason is absolute. It admits no contradiction. Or, where it finds contradiction, will extinguish it. That is why the streets are made safe by the guardians. That is why O's irrational wish cannot be granted. Why, indeed, it is impermissible and dangerous even as a wish. I cannot be implicated in it. It is my duty to report that I was importuned by Comrade I. One day remains when I may safely do so. Am I sick? Perhaps I need two books to write in. One book to fly on the integral and one for me alone. Impossible. Not even thinkable. Love! I beg your pardon, comrade. Love is not a subject anymore. And sex, it's not personal. Merely a fact. Look where love got them, our hairy-handed forebears with their hairy souls. Crying at the moon for advice and assistance. Crying to the sea for a ship to set out or come back or what have you. Fools. What they needed was a timetable. Now work, now fornicate, now sleep. And now forget it. Yes? All citizens of one state are free to attend the execution held at noon tomorrow in the Great Square. An hour's holiday is declared. A special fleet of metros will be provided. I wonder what the crime was. Are you delivering the ode? I am. I've no idea what the condemned creature did. Crime is crime is crime. A murder? 
or a slogan on the wall are equal in the light of reason. Who cares? An ode's an ode in my book. She's beautiful. Comrade Second Engineer, who is she? The ship, Comrade Engineer. The vessel. The integral. She. They always used to call a vessel she. And is that rational? Of course not, Comrade. Still. Your secret's safe with me, but tell me, Comrade, how many days until the launch? Sixty now. And is she... the ship on schedule? Almost. And tell me about almost. The deep space fuel rods are delayed. No, I mean, tell me about the word, almost. It describes an irrational state. And thus? It does not exist. Whereas the fuel rods... Excuse me, I was looking... Comrade, this is a restricted area. Excuse me, it was your colleague D that I was looking for. You must for. go down, the gantry is no place... Comrade, let me deal with this. I think there's been a slight misunderstanding. Are you insane? How can I be? Insane? They'd lock me up and stick me in the bell until my brains go pop. Be quiet. How can I answer your questions in silence? That's not rational. This way. We need to go down. Come here. I should report you. Yes? Is that all you can say? Report me, then. They'll kill us both. They won't kill me. Really? There's a guardian station. Why not find out? Once already you've failed to report me, comrade. Can you not be quiet? There are listening posts on every corner now. My vehicle's here. Get in. I can't just leave my work. Like Get this. in. I thought you were in charge. But still someone will notice. For example, your admirer, S. Oh, so are you jealous? I do not understand the question. What is jealousy? Where are we going? The ancient house. Why there? Are you excited? I'm completely at a loss to know what you want with me. Prepare to find illumination, comrade. It is not possible to behave like this, simply to go off on, on a whim. By your reckoning, this isn't happening, then. Don't be absurd. Why the ancient house, though? I fancied an outing and a history lesson. It's much more overgrown than I remember. That plant, that creeper, it swallowed half the roof now. I haven't been here since I was a boy. It was strange. Strange still, the way it stands pressed up against the great glass wall, as though it had a prior claim upon the ground. Perhaps you're experiencing nostalgia? How would I know? We were brought here by Metro, a hundred trainees, to see an object lesson in what we must rise above. This brick and wood and... What is it? Slate? And greenery? Relics of a dead technology, we heard. And inside... May we go inside? Pay just a little, my children. A token to enter. And this old woman, I think she was the doorkeeper even then. How strange it is, returning now. Here, little mother. Ah, bless you, dear. And bless your love. That is nostalgia. Study that feeling. It's history, that's all. She's history. Aren't you, little mother? If you say so, sweetheart. Up the wooden stairs to Bedfordshire. What? Nothing. A saying from history. It's wrong in here. It's dark. But it's relaxing. The people before us, why did they like the dark back then? The same reason you do. The dark is for unconsciousness. It's not for being in... 
It's not for this sort of fearful enjoyment, these mixed feelings, a willful error of logic. Where are you? Where have you gone? I'll be arrested in the dark. That will be the end of me. They'll put me in the benefactor's vacuum bill until my brain's burst. It's an old-fashioned house. The wardrobes are full of old-fashioned clothes for all kinds of occasions. Perhaps I'm an old-fashioned girl. The dress is very short, I can see. Where is your uniform? These are more comfortable. Touch them. No. Feel that. See? I shouldn't be here. Too late for that. It can't be. I'm the engineer. Relax. Let your imagination do the work. Sit here with me. Come on. I have to get back. I should already have reported you. Why didn't you? I don't know. It seems... It seems? Well, engineer, I'm shocked. It seems my mind's not right these days. You need a sick note. A sick note? It can be arranged. You're off the hook. Don't worry, comrade engineer. Why are you doing this? Why do you take these terrible risks? Or you could stay here with me. Oh, no. Very well. Goodbye, then, comrade engineer. What about my sick note? Taken care of. Find your own way home. You'll manage that? The babushka smiled at me as I left. She looked like an expert on young love, smiling and nodding. I put more money in her hand. She didn't stop. I wondered what world she was citizen of. I was followed by no one. No one followed me. I know his name. It's S. He is the absence around every corner. The shadow that steps out of sight. The face not looking back up the stairwell of the metro. Good morning, comrade engineer. Good morning, comrade S. May I see the headlines in your paper? Of course. Mm. Do you ever visit the ancient house? Do you? As a matter of fact, I was there yesterday. You were? I see. It's fascinating, or so I remember. Almost a ruin. Yes, absolutely. Wild and overgrown and ancient. I-330 accompanied me. Did she now? <laughs> a fascinating woman, as I'm sure you know with, naturally, many admirers. Something of a personality, almost. Oh, my goodness, Conway, look at this. Reliable sources report the discovery once again of evidence pointing to the existence of an elusive organization whose aim is the overthrow of the benevolent yoke of one state and the benefactor. This is very serious, Conway. Who? He's gone. My mind's not right. Who is she? What? The other one. Who is she? No one, there, there's no one. At least be honest. I am honest. You think I'm stupid. It isn't that. I'm not myself. You're sick. I think I am. Then see the medics. I need to see the guardians. What for? I was suborned. I beg your pardon? By a woman. That's an interesting word. Suborned. And did you like it? No, I must report her. What did she do? Oh, you know. Tell me. 
She propositioned me. Well, nearly. It was odd. She made a pass at you, and now you want to give her to the Guardians to play with? Quiet. You're right. You're not yourself. Who are you, Dee? You're not being logical. Is that so? Obviously, my duty is to report her. Oh, well, do your duty, engineer. You must be mad. I think so, yes. I went to the medics, and they were expecting me. The sick note was there on the desk at the medical centre. I was smiled on by officialdom. I've been ill. I've not been myself. Therefore, I'm off the hook. But the following day I found myself lingering outside the Guardian station in the street below my apartment. I watched the steady queue of those waiting to do their duty, to denounce their friends, their colleagues, their children. Noble work, done in the inescapable light of the glassy day, visible to all through the walls of the building. Comrade Engineer. Hello. What brings you here? Sorry. <laughs> you look as if you're somewhere else. Hmm. Yes. Thinking of going in? What? Don't tempt him. I was just thinking. Dangerous business. Especially just here. Let's move along a bit. So, you are dreaming. You know how? He's dreaming of crime. We shouldn't tease him, oh. He has the skinless soul of a poet. You're wasted on engineering and mathematics, D. Come over to the poets, my friend. Our fraternity will welcome you with open arms. Besides, we have a vacancy. I have no imagination. No. Jokes are wasted on me. <laughs> anyway, why are you here? Let, let's go to my place. I want to show you some calculations. How could any girl resist? You wouldn't be interested. I didn't actually mean you. Just are. I beg your pardon? Just tell him. I have a personal hour appointment with R now. He's busy tonight. With R? I see. That's right, with R. So... We shan't need a whole hour, though, shall we? Very well. Remarkable. One would say that the exactitude of figures is almost eerie. Supposing there were such a thing as eeriness. I knew you'd appreciate the symmetries and the fuel-weight ratio. Of course. For where, my friend, do art and science meet? In the realm of order. This place is a terrible mess, you know. Huh. <laughs> I'll tidy round while you talk. Just leave it, oh. Come here and sit on my knee. If you insist. I do. That's right. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've um, taken a leaf out of your book. I've decided to write about the integral. I see. That's good. Of course it is. Have you begun? This morning I had other work. Such as? I was finishing a verdict I am required to recite. Oh, I so sad it's bound to be acclaimed. The prisoner was one of ours, a poet. Oh, that's... Uh, what had he done? Declared himself autonomous. The fool stood up in public and simply announced it. Left the guardians no choice. You did your duty, though. Of course. sunlight here at noon, both to condemn and celebrate, to witness and to learn. 
To mark the fate of all who would oppose that single voice we raise in gratitude for one state. In the end, it is with neither sadness nor joy that we see our wicked brother put to death. It is in the acknowledgement of reason. Here is the place the unreasoning, the malcontent, shall end, must end. Here is the proof, the last analysis, the final justification of the sentence of death. It can be done. It must be done. Show us the prisoner. Spare me, comrades! Send me to the mines! But spare me! I, I beg you, my comrades! This, the dignity of the traitor. We are one state. Shall this criminal be spared? Show no mercy! Show no mercy! Wisely chosen. Who reads the verdict? My benefactor. I am chosen so to do. Poet R, proceed. Commit your comrade to the care of electricity. The state creates, the state consumes, builds palaces upon the tombs of traitors killed in reason's name. One state, eternally the same. The numbers who assemble here Above all things, hold one state dear. There is no self, no soul, but we, by anonymity, made free. Anonymity made free. Beneath a uniform blue sky, we smile to watch a traitor die in agony. We celebrate the affirmation of the state. There is no armor. Against fate. Let us affirm our single state. Shall it be done? Let it be done. Let execution be done. Commit our errant brother to the care of electricity until he is entirely consumed. All societies need great occasions. Perhaps one state has none greater than this almost religious act of awe and affirmation. I pity you, posterity, if this is what you lack. Comrade D? Damn. Yes, comrade concierge you. There is a letter for you here. Thank you, comrade concierge you. Excuse me, but you may not have the letter yet. It has still to be read by the guardians. What are you thinking of, Comrade Engineer Dean? You don't want to be late for work, so I assume. Then why mention? I thank you for the information, Comrade Concierge. You, I shall collect the letter at the lunch hour. Supposing it is to be given to me. That is correct. Good morning. The letter was perfectly banal. A pink appointment slip, the number of an apartment. Nothing wrong with that, except the signature. I knew what that meant. Come in. Sit down a minute. I must sign this report. Never enough time in the working day, I find, despite the table of hours. What exactly is the work you do? Curator of ancient music. I preserve the music nobody plays. Just in case, full completeness. I have to listen to a good deal of it, naturally. 
There, finished. Why have you brought me here now? You received the pink ticket. But why me? Who knows? It's not rational, certainly. You shouldn't talk like that. You're scared someone will hear. I hold executive rank. It's me who does the listening. To speak of irrationality is, is to... to risk invoking it. Exactly. Rationality is a dirty word. That's what makes it interesting. I ought to leave. The personal hour lasts for an hour. Say, irrationality. I mustn't. Oh, you must. I can't. Drink this. What is it? Try it. But... Is this alcohol? That strange odour. Yes. The way it catches in the throat, like... like interior perfume. A taste worth acquiring. You know I can't drink this. It's forbidden. What are you doing? You mustn't touch. This is the sexual hour, comrade, in which I may do as I like. <laughs> Ravishing, isn't it? The smell of death, for which the penalty is death. Drink up. You know the rule. To destroy a few quickly makes more sense than to allow the many to ruin themselves, to degenerate, etc. Bottoms up. Now drink. Hmm. Now say, irrationality. Say it for me, engineer, my engineer, yes? Irrationality. There. That wasn't so bad, was it? What happens now? You leave. I have a guest arriving. But oh, aren't we going to... I beg your pardon. But you said... What did I say? I said a dirty word. Now, hurry, please. I must get changed. Who is he? Who is who? We are one state. This other man. I beg your pardon, comrade engineer. That sounds like jealousy. There's no such thing. Everyone knows that. But who is he? Work it out, dear comrade engineer. But do it as you go. You want to sleep, I hope. Not yet. I see you've been writing. Is it going well? I'm no poet, believe me. Would that I were. Poetry, my friend, is not all roses. Believe me. What's the matter, Comrade R? May I be forgiven, but I am bored with verdicts. Your verdicts are universally admired. A poet needs continual fresh stimulus. And executions don't supply the need. Alas. The ancient poet Byron, he too grew bored. And he watched only three. I've lost count. I'm at a loss to advise you. I have a message from O, by the way. She has a personal hour with you in two days. She wonders whether to keep it. Of course. O, you know, is shy. Really? I must have missed that. She does not wish to intrude. On what? Nothing has changed. She thinks our triangle is now a rectangle. It's nothing to me in any case. Tell her to come as usual. May I ask you something, Ah? Uh, of course. Did you ever try alcohol? Why do you ask? Well, I, I wondered. The ancient reputation of poets, anachreontic songs and the like. No, my friend, I never have. But a friend of mine, a woman, she told me... I-330. You're a dark horse, Engineer D. So you've been with her, too. Well, well, she's quite out of the ordinary, isn't she? A great cat from a jungle somewhere, so to speak. 
Our little secretary mice, they can't compete, so we're belly cousins again. Well, well. Small world. What does he mean, two? I'll kill him. I'll take his thick neck and squeeze it till his pushkin eyes pop out. Beam with her, too. I'll report him to the Guardians. My dear friend, ah, uh, what is to become of me? I will console myself with poetry. Your poetry. That will set me straight. No more the poetry of oceans, nightingales and gods. No more the poetry of unnameable feelings and unknowable intimations. Yours is the poetry in which children learn their multiplication tables or how to brush their teeth and wipe their backsides, to view the guardians with a proper awe and witness executions. Let me take consolation in your art, my friend. And may your poems help me reaffirm my dedication to my task. The Flight of the Integral. Who is that? Meet me downstairs on the corner immediately. I'm on my way to work. Do as I say. Comrade Engineer. Comrade I. It's very foggy. Do you like it? I'm afraid of it. Then you love it, because it's secret. Come with me. Good morning, my darlings. Back again so soon. He can't resist, little mother. He's sick. Let us know if someone follows him. <laughs> Your man looks nervous. You must teach him. <laughs> oh, I mean to. Come here. Undress me. Quickly. Quickly. We haven't got an appointment. All the better, engineer. Like that. Like that. You've fallen now, my angel, haven't you? What has happened to me? You're sick. You've fallen sick. It's irrevocable. What shall I do? Remember this and how it felt. Remember as you pass the guardian post. Hand the sick note into the medics. Now, find your own way home again. What's wrong? There's nothing wrong. There is. It feels as if... as if you're not really here. That's foolish. It's not. Your sex-making, it's mechanical. It is mechanical. What else could it be? Don't lie to me. How have I lied to you? You're here with me, yet you think of her. She's stolen you away, that other one. You want her more. You do. There you are, comrade. If I may say so, you could have chosen a better time to be sick. It was not deliberate, I assure you, comrade second engineer. As you say. I'm sorry, comrade. We're all devoted to the Integral project. Of course. Thing is, we had some trouble here. With the Integral? What kind of trouble? I'm away for one day and things collapse. It's not as bad as that. Tell me what happened. A man got up here, like your lady friend the other day. A man? What man? That's it. His uniform didn't have his number on it. No way to tell who he was. Sneaking around up there. Anyway, we spotted him, called the Guardians. They'll get it out of him. They'll put him in the bell. They will indeed. So, then... And that was it. An isolated aberration. Maybe. What do you mean, comrade? Can't you feel them? Who? Feel who? Dunno. 
You've lost me, comrade. Is that all? We should be making our inspection. I don't know who they are, but I can feel them watching. We don't know who they are, but we know they're there, it seems to me, comrade. Sorry. Have you heard of the new operation? Pardon? The medics have developed a new surgical procedure by which the imagination can be removed. Is that a fact? They're looking out for volunteers. Perhaps you should apply. Now, comrade, let's get on, shall we? I never noticed days before. They were planned, full, marked off on the calendar, a form of order like anything else. But now I notice minutes, seconds, oddments of time that endure like eternities. Because I do not hear from her, from I-330. I wait here for her now in my apartment with her ticket on my desk in front of me and watch the clock losing its memory on the way to 2100 hours, the personal hour. Nothing's personal in one state. That's the idea. <sighs> I'm lost. I saw her on the walk three days ago. I saw her hand in hand with S and with another. All I recall are his long white fingers. And they turned as one to look at me as they went past and she mouthed to them the word integral. Time has escaped me. And she has not kept her appointment. I am alone and not alone. Someone is watching. I must give myself up. Comrade S? Yes, comrade. There is no need to follow me anymore. Is that so? I give up. I give myself into your hands. Do with me whatever must be done. I see. Then would you step this way? This is medical, not the guardians. Indeed. Why bring me here? You are sick, are you not? I don't know. I, I hope so. Is him? Sit down here, comrade. Let me look at him. Your fingers. Long and artistic, I like to think. Didn't I see you in the crowd with Comrade S? Who knows? Will I be punished? Hold still, please. Punished? Who can tell? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's as we suppose. You see? What is it? Comrade Engineer, you must prepare yourself for some difficult news. I have to tell you that you are developing a soul. My God, that sounds serious. Very. A soul, though? What does it mean, a soul? You are becoming imaginative. Oh, no. Seemingly random phenomena will distract you intensely. A drop of water on a window, the banality of music playing on every street corner, the tastelessness of your food, the swing of a female's hair as she walks. Anything and everything will press in on you irresistibly and unforgettably. Especially time. And art. And sex. Especially sex. Can anything be done, Doctor? The condition is incurable. Christ. But not necessarily fatal. No. And you're not alone, comrade engineer. There are many in your condition. Trust me, I'm a doctor. By the way, when you're dead, would you mind if we preserved your brain in alcohol? Purely for the purposes of research. Later, comrade doctor. The comrade engineer has work to do. He's the builder of the integral. I take my leave of you. Then I am honoured, comrade engineer. Meanwhile, I recommend you take plenty of walks. Take a stroll along the glass wall to the ancient house. Look at the greenness beyond the glass. Look at the animals looking back at you from the other side. Just don't do it for too long. That will make a little outing. Good day now, comrade. 
Little mother, have you seen my friend? And what friend is that? A coin might help me understand. A lady friend. They're inside. Be careful, though. You don't know what you'll find, my son. <laughs> A lover must be bold to win his lady. <laughs> Thank you, little mother. Are you here, Comrade I? Those clothes are hers, that yellow dress. Those under things. No, let me out. Don't leave me in the dark. I can't get out. It's falling. No! I must have lost consciousness. Perhaps because of the impact. When I awoke, I realized that I lay on the floor of an elevator. My finger ends were raw from scrabbling at the sides of the shaft. In front of me, a strip-lit corridor stretched away apparently to infinity. The lights, suspended on chains, swung slightly. There was a faint breeze. I take a right turn, a right turn, a left turn, and so on. Even though very soon I know that for me there is no way back from this labyrinth of patient lights and further corridors. I continue as if determined to destroy myself. I check my watch. It has stopped. Doctor, what are you... Quiet, ma'am. Wait here. What is this place? So, Comrade D, you found your way to us. I wondered how long it would take you. I was looking for you. You abandoned me. I had to find you. What is all this, this place? It all depends how much you want to know. I'm sorry? Do you want to know just enough to kill you? Look, Which is I... your current situation? A little knowledge is a dangerous thing. Especially where states are concerned. Or would you like to know enough, perhaps, to save you? You see this place, this underworld, these corridors. You have the sense of projects carried forward in the night of the deep earth. But this is nothing. This is the merest taste of things to come, the faintest sign of another world. This is a mere local conspiracy compared... Compared to what? He isn't ready, Doctor. Not quite yet. This may sting a little. What? Never mind that now. Come here. That's right. This way. Just a little further. I don't, I don't understand. That's right. When I awoke, I lay on the bed in that room in the old house. The dress and the underthings lay beside me like the garments of a ghost. I could see the door I'd passed through firmly closed. I remembered the voice of I-330, which said, The day after tomorrow. And then, nothing at all. I lay there as if I'd been emptied, watching sunlight crawl across the wardrobe mirror. Someone else was here. I looked round for a hiding place. Under the bed. Go on again. Go on again. That's it, my beauty. That's your yellow dress. And that's the smell of you still on it. To know your enemy. Isn't that what all of us need? Hmm? <laughs> to know them intimately. I'll call again, my little perfumed hoary. Yes, I will.
Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.